0: Well, hello there. It is great to see you again and welcome back to another installment of Path to Abundant Living. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. As always, we have Matt Norman and Scott Morrison of Morrison Nordman Associates joining us any moment now for another wealth management related discussion. That's what we do. And we welcome you in here to season two, episode one of the show. For those of you, maybe just jumping in on this show, what we do, we're tackling a different wealth management related topic every day. We're jumping into different, uh, you know, strategies, solutions, and ultimately just conversations that Matt and Scott are having with their clients on a regular basis over at Morrison Nordman and associates. And we're bringing them to you guys right here on this show. And today we've got a really nice topic dialed up for it. I'm excited about today's topic because it makes you look at the advisor that you're choosing to work with. You know, when advisors truly know their clients as people and not necessarily just numbers on a page, they can better help to position their financial and other goals down the road. So today we're exploring what a client-centric advisor looks like and, and how they can really bring real value to a client's life. And also we're going to be talking about how you a potential client could be determining whether or not a given advisor is truly client centric. So that being said, let's go ahead and bring the guys on Matt Scott. Good to see you guys. How are we doing this morning?
1: Morning, Ryan. Excited to start season two.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, we got a good one to kick things off here today. We're talking about the idea of a client-centric advisor. So Matt, I'll throw this first question over to you, kind of high level to get us rolling. Uh, we're talking about the importance, yes, of advisors ultimately or client-centric or those that are really caring about their clients. I would imagine this isn't necessarily a new concern or a new issue in the world of wealth management, right?
1: You're correct, Ryan. It's definitely not new, but what's changed is that over time, more and more advisors have begun to focus on their clients, on you in deeper ways than maybe they did say 50 years ago. Cause back then much of the focus was more about the investment strategies and, and those solutions themselves. Um, and so how sophisticated they were and maybe how impressively they were structured and so on. So advisors tried to identify their clients' goals but that process was often relatively basic compared to today.
0: Got it. So, so Scott, then what steps do you guys see that today's advisors are really taking to maybe understand their clients on that, that deeper level?
2: Well, the advisors today who really focus on getting to know you are the ones that, you know, we call client centric advisors and as client centric advisors, Matt and I work really hard to understand, you know, you as, as, as well as we can. And so, uh, by knowing you that well, we can offer you a broader range of solutions, and those can be more impressive technically, and they can also be highly aligned with the results that you want the most. Uh, one reason that we're seeing more financial advisors paying greater attention to their clients' needs uh, and concerns is because they have a process. Uh, they have a client-centric process for enhancing those skills over time. We're seeing a move in the industry towards a behavioral finance uh kind of background. So oftentimes you're seeing advisors not only trained with uh, the investment side of the business, but also the behavioral side.
0: I love that you mentioned the word process. Let's get into that a little here. Matt, what do you, what do we see when it comes to this process or this idea of being a truly client-centric advisor? What does that look like? How does it feel?
1: Great, great question, Ryan. It's, Well, to be client centric, truly client centric at that elite level, an advisor must have a way to develop a a deep understanding of the person across the table, which is you, and then be able to provide solutions that are directly tied to that diverse understanding of you again. And to get to that level, however, there has to be a foundation of characteristics on which to build. And so on a base level, You should be looking to see whether an advisor possesses three qualities that will tell you that you're on the right track. And the first one is caring. You know, advisors must sincerely and earnestly care about your well-being. You know, you are the person. And so your welfare always comes first. And advisors must care about you as a person and what really matters in your life. And the second one is they should be curious And they should be interested in you in a positive and supportive way. And they're motivated to learn all the relevant facts about you because the recommendations that they make can then be much more intelligent and relevant. And so this usually means they want to seek to dig deeper in order to obtain all that requisite information. Well, Ryan, the the third thing is they should be consultative. A a client-centric advisor, their approach to relationships. They look at it reflectively and cooperatively to ensure that your views, feelings, and input are always taken into account. And moreover, these client-centric advisors are excellent communicators. And, And what we mean by that is they know how to talk to you in ways that you both understand and value.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a nice little way to boil that down there, this idea of being client centric, the three C's of client-centric. a lot of alliteration going on here. but it's that idea, caring, curious, consultative. So Scott, let me ask you this then, man. if an advisor is all three of those, caring, you know, concerned, consultative, does that mean they are, in fact, a deeply client-centric advisor then? Well, it's no
2: question. it's a great start if the advisor has these qualities. but but you know in any interpersonal relationship, you know, a lot of people have that kind of charisma initially that you can be kind of enthralled by and and taken in by, but, you know, do they walk the, do they walk the talk? That's what we're really asking here when somebody, when we're trying to determine whether somebody's caring, curious, or consultative, you know, can they actually demonstrate a process by which they're getting more information about you, meaningful information about you, and then able to actually you know, put very purposeful steps together that, that, that kind of encapsulates all of that conversation you've had and that you can see a clear direction that's coming out of that conversation.
0: Got it. And guys, we've talked on past episodes, uh, you know, about this idea of bringing the human element into play within the wealth management process and, and getting to know the client on a granular, granular level to be, you know, client centric. So. When we talk about getting to know the client, that really is a big part, you know, that's at the heart of this whole idea of being client-centric. You got to know your client. Matt, do you have maybe an example of a process or or maybe questions or whatever that looks like uh, to get to know that total person, that total client, as you guys say?
1: Absolutely, Ryan. So we use a detailed discovery process that helps us get to know you in seven key areas of your life. And so It starts with your values. What is truly important to you about your life and your desire for success? And so what are your deep-seated values underlying the decisions that you make to attain all these different uh, things? And so then next, we look at your goals. What do you want to achieve over the long run, professionally, personally, as well as practically and audaciously? And third is your relationships. Who are the people in your life that are most important? Family, friends, employees, coworkers, business partners, whatever that may be. And so then we're gonna look at your assets. What do you own? Do you own stocks, bonds, real estate, um, different investment accounts, restricted stock retirement plans? Where are they and how are they held? And then advisors, who do you rely on for your advice? the financial advisor, the CPA, the tax attorney, the estate planning attorney, you know, list of professionals goes on and on. And so then the process, how actively do you like to be involved in managing your financial life? And how do you prefer to work with and communicate with all these valued advisors? And then finally is your interests. What are your passions in life, including your hobbies, your sports and leisure activities, charitable and philanthropic, involvements and religious and spiritual proclivities as well as your children's school and activities.
0: Oh, you know, guys, I love that. I mean seven key areas. Boy, does those seven areas really help you kind of get to be inside the heart of of somebody else's life. So uh, one thing that immediately jumped out to me though, Matt, as you were rattling those off, is that um, you know, looking at somebody's assets Uh, is just one area of that process. You know, so many people thinking, you know, you're my wealth manager. We got to talk about assets. We got to talk about wealth. Well, not only is that just one of those seven components, it also wasn't even the first one that you mentioned. There's so much more going on here. Scott, what's your take on this idea of how assets is just really one, you know, one component of a a much bigger picture here?
2: Well, obviously, you know, in fact, six of the seven are actually focused on something other than, the, uh, the finances. So, you know, you're going to find yourself talking a lot about yourself as a person, uh, as a spouse, as a parent, and so on. Uh, and that's not by accident. That's, that's by design. That's what our process is intended to do. So a- again, in that discovery process, initially, uh, you know, to understand somebody on a deeper level, you might be talking about things that are going to get in the way of achieving what you want to the most. And so sometimes you need to be talking about, you know, the the things that inhibit us, and so that can be that can be a conversation that's not always uh, very fluid. It can be something that happens over the course of a couple of different meetings, but we want to know exactly not only what your goals are, but what do they what do they understand about themselves that might actually be a hurdle.
0: Roger that, and, and guys, we've talked about this idea of a customized wealth plan for. You know every single client. Therefore, I would imagine not every deep dive discovery process like we're talking about here would look exactly like the one before it. Am I correct in saying that?
1: You are exactly correct. Um, so not every client-centric advisor is going to use these exact same seven categories in his or her process. But, but the one category that we find especially important and we feel should be part of any discovery process is values. And in fact, we believe that one of the most important conversations that you can have with a financial professional is about your values. And you say, well, well, Matt, why is that so powerful? Why are values so powerful? It's like they're one of the core motivations in everything we do in our lives. They have a profound impact on every important decision that we make from who we, what we do for a living or who we choose to marry or how we spend our free time. And so our values are tightly connected to the amount of meaning we bring to our lives. So for example, Ryan, say you're a parent and you value your children probably above almost everything else in the world. And as a result, you want to protect them, and educate them well and set them onto that smooth path into life and so financially speaking you might want to build an adequate um, education fund for them and so this is a common goal for a a lot of parents and so but the underlying fundamental value it's love of your children and so as important as values are however you know most people are not really particularly good at articulating them whether it's to themselves or to others and so while we act definitively, definitively on our values, most of us have not really necessarily thought deeply about exactly what those values are. And so, and that really adept client-centric advisor is gonna really help you uncover those values and, and dig deeper. And so they're gonna wanna know what's important to you. And so they might say, well, what's important to you, Ryan? about money or one of the questions. And so you might say security. Well, security means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And so that back and forth conversation, we can uncover and help then um, build the plan out and, and make everything around those values and what is most important to you based on that deep dive discovery process. And so the upshot is when values and wealth are aligned the potential for a life infused with meaning becomes more possible.
0: Yeah. Oh, Matt, I, I love that. I mean, and, and identifying values, while it can seem like, okay, what's important to me, it can seem kind of easy. At the end of the day, it kind of is more difficult than you would think to really internalize some things, think deeply about what matters to you. So having that deep dive discovery process, walking through that process with your wealth manager, I'm sure it can be advantageous in a lot of ways for a client to really maybe even learn some things about themselves. So the, I love the idea of this client centric process, guys, We've, we're really unpacking a lot here. And as we're kind of bringing our conversation to a head, Scott, I think it'd be helpful if you could just kind of bottom line it for us, then what can working with a client centric advisor ultimately help a client do better than they might've been able to do otherwise in the first place?
2: Well, I think it boils down simply to we're we're looking for people who care about the things that we care about and not just able to, to, uh, to talk about it, but to be able to demonstrate it. And so if you can't walk that talk, uh, you know, then you, you're probably not going in the right direction. You, you need to make sure that you have a professional who has a deep understanding of what it is you're trying to accomplish. And then you want to be able to put yourself in a superior position to pursue the outcomes that are best for you. Uh, and those outcomes need to be the most meaningful to you. And, and so for all the people that you care about it doesn't do us any good to talk about things that are more important to the advisor than they are important to you. So what makes it really important when you're vetting out a, 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 an advisor is to make sure that number one, they have a discovery process, that it's a purposeful process, and that it has clear and precise steps that you're going to take to demonstrate
0: that. Appreciate that, Scott. And guys, as we're kind of getting ready to wrap up here, let's say somebody out there in our audience, they're this conversation's really resonating with them, and they're realizing, you know, maybe their current advisor doesn't factor in their values and goals. Maybe they're more analytics and investment driven, like we talked about earlier, and maybe they're interested in reaching out to you guys just to maybe go through a stress test, maybe just open up a dialogue, even to talk about this idea of of what client centric really means. Uh, What would be the best way somebody could get in touch with you and your team to just uh, start a conversation on their end?
1: Good question, Ryan. Uh, First step is, well, one of two ways you can pick up the phone, old fashioned way. uh, Call 517-333-7967 or head over to our website, MorrisonNordman.com. There, you can click on a link that says, you know, hey, I'm interested in more please contact me. And so again, it's, it's all about finding what's going to be the best fit for you and someone who really knows you on that deep level and what in those seven key areas or whatever the advisor that you're looking for. Again, that's where we're with our discovery process. We look at those seven key areas with, again, what we believe really factors into all those most important decisions that, that you make in life.
0: Fantastic. Well, guys, look, I appreciate you carving some time out of your day to be with me. Uh, you know, you guys have a you know busy day ahead of you, a company to run. I'll let you guys get back to doing that. But uh, I think this is a great conversation, really kickstart things here in season two. And uh, looking forward to having you guys back for some future episodes.
1: Thanks, Ryan. Great to Thanks, see Ryan. you. Have a great day. Have a great day.
0: All right. Thanks, fellas. And hey, look, as always, we're going to take one final moment and thank you guys, our audience, for jumping aboard and being with us here on the show today. As always, if you took something away from today's conversation, hit that like button for us. Maybe leave a comment below or subscribe to the show, whichever platform you're checking us out on today. You know, there's a lot of great conversation that we've got queued up in future episodes, and we'd love to have you share any of this, you know, beneficial wisdom that'll help you put you and yours on that path to abundant living. Because, like I said, we're taking and those same strategies and solutions that Scott and Matt are cooking up with their clients at Morrison Nordman Associates, and we're bringing them right here to you guys on this show. So for Scott and Matt, I'm Ryan Ruff. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you guys being with us one final time here on Path to Abundant Living. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America advisors. Morrison, Norbin and & Associates and Securities America are separate entities. All investing involves risk, including the possible risk of principal.